0: Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Cave of the Cross Apologetics. I'm Patrick. And I'm Tony, and we're opening up, still, uh, and trying to figure out what <laughs> is evil all about. Is it just a mirage that we all just feel icky things about things, <laughs> and that's just our personal opinions, or is there something that we can actually ground evil in? And lo and behold, because we are Christians, believe it or not, we can ground it in a actual thing, and it's a actually an antithesis of the ultimate ultimate, the capital U ultimate, and that's uh, <laughs> God. And so we're going through Scott Christensen's book here where we're talking about what is actually evil, and yeah. we're kind of clarifying our terms more. So we've we've established that evil does exist, uh, and even if you're on the secular side, you kind of have this idea, unless if you're uh, part of the Nietzschean camp uh, and believe that there are no moral values, and so... Um, we kind of, uh, have established our, our definition there. <clears throat> now there seems to have been an answer at some point in time that a lot of people liked and agreed upon. And even, uh, people in the logic problem, uh, of evil, um, couldn't argue against. And that's uh, man having this kind of libertarian free will, this, mm-hmm. this free will that, uh, we don't have anything that, um, Uh, Makes us make decisions and we have the ability to choose between alternate possibilities and we're
1: free from any constraints upon us. Right, so for the free will defense, right, this particular position is the answer, right. right? Why? How does God allow for free will? Well, it's not God; it's us. He's given us free will, and therefore we choose to do evil. Thus, God is off the hook, and evil can still exist because it's what we're doing, right? right? So this is uh, seems to be a win win, right? right? Yeah. But uh, Christensen doesn't <laughs> think so. <right?
0: laughs> yes, uh, that's what this whole chapter is about. That's why we've uh, we're on our third. Uh, um, uh, chapter Five here, uh, guarding the sacred treasure of free will, and we did also couple it, uh, or the, most people took couple it with the natural law defense as right, well. So right. and so we'll you, see that at the you end. have the 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 moral aspect of it, and then you have the well, what about the tsunamis and the tornadoes, and so yeah, yeah. those uh, those two uh, <laughs> seem to work uh, hand in hand with each other, and we've talked about kind of nine different. Uh, issues that Christians has with this idea of libertarian free will. We've covered those in the past two episodes and uh, we're finishing up uh, looking at kind of different strains of, of kind of who believes in libertarian free will. What are some of the rescuing devices um, to to be brought into the conversation to, to, to kind of explain um, different aspects of God's nature that he allows us. But Um, and you know, we won't summarize the the nine here. You can go back to actually,
1: I think we're on eight right now. Okay. All right. So we still have a few, few more to go. So, yeah.
0: Um, and, and so (coughs) we'll, we'll kind of be covering a little bit more on the philosophical terms. And again, this isn't, uh, a a full on, we, we've can say everything about it this is one chapter devoted here. Christensen has written a book. What about free will Mm -hmm. where he's covered it Mm -hmm. kind of in more extensive detail, and, um, there are a good number of, uh, YouTube podcasts out there, uh, freed thinker podcast, uh, revealed and, uh, revealed apologetics that you can, uh, uh, go through that are presuppositional based and kind of break down a little bit more of what's the reform position, what's the response to the libertarian free will. And so I'll include links in the description below for those really good podcasts that, um, has really been helpful and I've learned a lot from them as well. Uh, and so we're, right in the crux of uh, our our last nine here. And uh, we're starting out with uh, um, libertarian free will seems to have a trouble with divine foreknowledge. Mm. Mm -hmm. So God exhaustively and infallibly knows all past, present and future events that transpire in his creation. Mm. Pretty standard idea of God. He kind of knows all things. He knows the future. Uh, He exists outside of time. And so he kind of is able to look down upon the timeline of, Creation in a way that we can't really fathom, but we can kind of get it in our heads that, okay, he, he, he doesn't learn things. He's kind of looking down and he, he knows it in a, in a special way that only God can kind of know. This is known as the doctrine of foreknowledge. So uh, um, something that's uh, built up that is almost a, uh, a characteristic of, of God here. But according to libertarianism, unfortunately, our free will is indeterministic. And one could have always chosen differently than he did. So how then does God know what his creatures will choose? If we if we come to the fork in the road, we have the right and the left. Let's assume that those are our only two choices. If nothing is constraining us or um, is factoring in how we choose which way to go, how does God know?
1: Then we could choose either direction, yeah, right? Yeah. that
0: We will choose a way where he knows the future it was a future that it doesn't upset his will, his plans. Uh, Revelation is written. If, if whatever you think of Revelation, <laughs> uh, all believers or all Orthodox Christian believers believe that Jesus is coming back at some point in time for certain purpose. How how are we to know the end of you know the uh, uh, the the joke of I uh, I know we win in the end because I've read the end of the book. How how, how does God have the ability to to tell us these things and then within the confines of scripture, how is God able to say Jesus will be born? Uh, Bethlehem is going to be his birthplace. Uh, Mary's going to say yes to uh, being the mother of, of Christ, uh, that Joseph isn't going to run away, mm-hmm. that uh, the Magi is <laughs> not going to go back to Herod, all these things. So how how is it if we can choose alternate possibilities, are we able to, uh, how is God able to have a knowledge of what's going to take place in order to say Thus
1: saith the Lord, this is what will happen. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. So that seems to be a really serious problem, right? right. I mean, here uh, we say that God knows all, and so He has foreknowledge of what's going to happen. But what Christensen I think is pointing out here is that's inconsistent with the idea that at any point we could make any decision. Right. So if that's the case, then how could if we could make any decision at any point, then whatever God thought he knew, we might say we might change that because we made a different decision. (laughs) Right. right? Right. So it it gets, you know. So the problem is the future cannot change the fixity of God's past knowledge. Right. He knows it. That's what foreknowledge is all about. Therefore, the future itself is fixed, uh, not merely because God foreknows it, though. And here's the issue. It's fixed because he has foreordained it. Right. Right. That's, that's the solution to this. And what God foreordained, that's that's how he knows it. Right. Mm-hmm. He foreknew. So the libertarian makes the creator kind of dependent on the creation. God has to kind of look forward to see yeah. what we're going to do. And then he has to kind of respond to that, and I that's guess. A, I think
0: that's a big point. Is, yeah. Is, you know, the, there's the satiety of God. The, the, you know, he exists independent from his creation. He didn't have to create. But here, there seems to be a knowledge type where he has to let creatures do kind of what they will and he kind of maybe bats them back in, like, uh, uh, you know, you put the bumpers up when, you're, when your kids are just learning to bowl. Well, he
1: can't do it too much if they have libertarian free will, right? right because now he violates their free will. At some point in time. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, yeah. it seems to be a, a sticky wicket. Right, right. <laughs> and
1: so, you know, and of course the libertarians understand this, and they respond to this defi- uh, uh, divine foreknowledge in different ways, depending right. on their theological commitments, right? And so what he's going <clears> to <throat> do next now is kind of look at some responses to this particular problem that libertarian free will has right right, right. <clears throat> well the
0: first uh, is called uh, simple foreknowledge and so um uh, so uh, christensen's uh, reform so calvinistic is is kind of his brand and uh, you know the within the reform camp there are uh, different responses to this as well it's not just a single te- tent pole that we all um you know um, run around uh, but here uh arminianism is the the um the camp that would uh, uh, go towards the simple foreknowledge. So, most free will theists of classical Arminian uh, variety hold to the simple foreknowledge position, and this view says that after God chooses to create a particular kind of world, one where creatures contain this libertarian free will, because uh, you know that that's the thing that we have to have. We we can't change that because we really want that to be the case, so that we can explain free will and love and all these things that and evil and, and, and <laughs> yeah. the
1: existence of evil and with God's existence. Right, yeah. Right. And still, you know, f- have uh, be free to
0: choose and, and, and all this stuff. So th- that's kind of the, the thing that we're trying to save here. Then the knowledge he gains, God gains from what will happen in the world affords him a, uh, a provision of choice that people will definitely make in the world, an exhaustive trailer of, coming attractions kind of right. deal. So, so
1: God looks forward, says, you God know, looks I, down the quarters yeah, of I'm going to choose a particular free uh, world because I know these are the various choices that people are going to make. Yeah. So what what is that? I mean,
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't know if we're supposed to respond yet, but what what is that? So, okay, he looks down the corridor of time, and then he says, I've checked the back of the book for the answers. I'm going to write down 30, <laughs> and that's that's the answer. I don't know how I'm going to get there yet, but, you know, we'll, we'll, it, it will be 30 because I've looked down the corridors of time. That seems very independent of God. It seems, I mean, wh- wh- what is He looking down? Why? Wh- what? What's there to to have history play out if not Him? Then. What what's what's happening there? What what is he looking down the cores of? You know, it's it's kind of. A, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to, to 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 shoot my um, uh, sci-fi uh, uh, reference, but this is a kind of quantum leap. Is okay? Uh, you know, Scott Bakula's character uh, Sam. He 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 knows kind of what happens, what needs to change, and he needs to make that change. But he doesn't quite know how to get there. He just has to live in this person's body for however long in order to make that change and. Lo and behold, every time he does, and thank goodness for it because uh, it's, it's a great great show. It should never be rebooted unless if they're going to redo the last episode, which was terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this view says then, as we have seen, right, that our independent power of choosing determines what God can and can't know about our future. Our independent power of choosing determines what God can and yeah. can't know about we the future. We affect right? God's choice yeah. in some manner. Right, and of course, this is absurd, right? I mean, seems- uh, because the future is indeterministic in a world with libertarian freedom. By its nature, the future course of that world uh, would be uncertain, right? So you know, uh, this means that God simply cannot know what his creatures will choose in such a world, and course, this is why many Armenians acknowledge that uh, how God can know the indeterminate choices of free creatures is somehow a mystery. Right? That's the that's the position that many have to land in. Right?
0: Yeah. And, and again, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I It's been a week and a half since I read this, but
1: you know, so so God God is looking
0: down the corridors of time, and this is what happens. So then, do libertarian free creatures have the ability to choose opposite of what God looked at when he looked through the corridors of time? Because we're free, right? We're free to make that 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 choice, and there's nothing that constrains us. So, could we ever make a choice that does that previous vision opposite? <laughs> so that yeah. seems like that's that's a weird thing, uh, unless you're going to be kind of this hard determinist, almost, in 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 the sense maybe it's not God foreordaining it, maybe uh, it's you know uh, the 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 card dealer that that. Let's him see down this corridor or, uh, you know, what, what's, what's he decreeing? Is it just to say like, yep, I I've seen the end. And let me tell you, it's, it's a good one. So yeah. let's continue on this. So what, There's, what is it that, yeah. that's, that's here. And that's exactly the
1: problem that you're going to
0: give to us <laughs> right. here. Right. So also the simple foreknowledge position makes mockery of God's decree. Since right. It wholly depends on his foreknowledge. God would not be able to decree any plan in this case. Right. What's, what's he doing? He's just saying, uh, you know, I, Oh, I remember. This, this is movie. what I see. Therefore,
1: that's what I'm going to decree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really?
0: <laughs> what's what's a decree then? It, yeah, it, it, it's uh, you know the, the the king decrees that uh, on 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 next Saturday uh, a, a a gladiatorial games will be held in good sport. Well, okay, that seems to be him kicking it off and saying all the things that must happen. Yeah. You know, the 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 pies need to be ordered, the lances needed to be sharpened, the horses need to be fed and watered. All these things have to come about. And he's got his people to, 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 to do this. It's not, oh, uh, I heard some people talking uh, on, on the road here, and they want to do a tournament, and I, I know that they're
1: planning it already. So I've you decreed... Gotta, yeah.
0: That this will take place. So the problem
1: is, what's happened here is you've gotten the effect yeah. before the cause. Yeah, yeah. Right? right. That's the problem, right. right? God is supposed to be the ultimate cause of all things, and then if effects happen, but this seems to make the put the effect before the cause, and, and this right? cause seems to
0: be outside of God, which is, seems like a, it's a it's a big problem here. Yeah. Mm. So furthermore, since the knowledge of the future would include his own actions, he couldn't change them without changing the responses of his creatures. His own actions would be what they would be. <laughs> Any freedom he would have would be hamstrung by his foreknowledge. Yeah.
1: So, so, God uh, yeah. can't change either, <laughs> right? Once he's <laughs> made this choice, now he's stuck. Right. Right. right.
0: And, and, but, but people can still change. Right. So, yeah. God's the one that, that is really limiting himself here in order for us to have libertarian free will, the, the ability to make alternate choices and all this. This is again Scott Christian says absurd. God's knowledge of the future must be predicated on what He has already freely ordained, not the other way around. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. Well, yeah, exactly. And so, um, and so that's you know, so that's the first problem with this simple foreknowledge. What he calls the Armenian right. uh, position with regard to foreknowledge. The next position with regard to foreknowledge uh, that uh, that he finds problematic is open theism. Right. So he says the second way to handle the foreknowledge problem is found in the open theism position. Open theism may be the most, he says, consistent position (laughs) holding to the libertarian freedom. But that is that's not saying much. That's right. No (laughs) consolation to the Orthodox Christian wishing to preserve, you know, the fullness of God's attributes. Open theism solves the problem. Notice, he says, by denying that God has exhaustive, infallible foreknowledge of the future. Right. Right. So God doesn't know. Uh, exhaustively, uh, infallibly, what's going to happen? Right, right. It's so is, it's open. So this is kind of like how um,
0: we talk about like uh, Jesus. Uh, you know, by by taking on a, a form of the man, he restrains himself in certain capacities from uh, accessing or or f- fully realizing his his full deity, right. uh, all, all the all the the knowledge and powers allotted to him, so he can be. You know, uh, uh, um, uh, both fully God and fully man. And this kind of does that to to God, the the Trinitarian being in God the Father yeah. as well, and yeah. the Holy Spirit. Uh,
1: the whole Godhead yeah, has it, to do it, that it, right
0: it, it seems to be <clears throat> really restrained on uh, powers, uh, characteristics, um, um, uh, uh, attributes that are kind of synonymous with just who God is at a, at a basic level. So William Hasker here, uh, clarifies uh, with this quote, much, not all of future of the future is known by God as what might happen and as what will probably happen, but not what will definitely take place. Oh, wow. So
1: that's the kind of God. we <laughs> yeah, right. God knows what might yeah. happen or probably happen, but he has no idea what right. will definitely right. happen.
0: This right. is uh you know, uh, back in the day when arcades were a thing and you were going into the mall <laughs> and you, you were looking at, it you know, mom, dad, can can we go to the cane? Well, we might be able to go if we have time, if you're good. So, so the future is dependent on you children in order to be good. And then we might be able to do that. And you go, ah, oh, might, maybe means no. <laughs> and that's how you guilt parents into it yeah, by, yeah. By, by removing that. And so, so this, you know, guilt's got into, you can't have a definite because we need a, a not, a, you know, a, a within ourselves, free decisions that you can't have God, but it's very important to us. Right. Minus all the other things that we looked at before, like God doesn't have it. Devil doesn't have it. <laughs> uh, heaven doesn't have it. So, okay, what, what does that mean? The Trinity doesn't have it. So aside from denying the obvious orthodox testimony of Scripture regarding God's omniscience, open theism also becomes a high-stakes gamble for God. Yeah, God has no idea whether more evil might occur than good, and that evil could be so horrendous as to shock God Himself. Right? Th- there could be these, these, um, uh, you know. I, okay. Well, I've, I've, I've got all the evil that took place in the, 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 killing of the perfect being of the Man God, Jesus. I've, I've got all those constrained to all good. So I've, I've sown those all together. So there's no gratuitous evil. Uh, but pe- people did some things out there that I, I didn't really expect them right. to do, right. or. I, I just there was just too much to watch and so there's this gratuitous evil out in the world I've, I haven't tied them back into to good in some capacity here and it, you know I'm I'm kind of within time in, in my capacity here as God and they've just gotten away from me so there's gratuitous evil in the world that, that's the possibility why, why isn't that the case mm-hmm. the god of open theism does not resemble the almighty all-wise loving God scripture at all
1: right so they've created a different god basically
0: yeah. right in order to save a philosophical idea and a, a kind of a desire and we talked about so this was uh, what tim keller was saying kind of at, at the beginning of the chapter was that you know we kind of have this western idea of, of freedom that we really like that we really hold on to and so this seems to be the most consistent way to to, to, to have that
1: yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> So that is open theism. The other, the, another way he suggests, right, is what he calls Molinism. Uh, so this is the third way of handling the foreknowledge problem. Uh, Molinism position derived from the 16th century Jesuit priest, Louis de Molina, and uh, he says that it divides divine knowledge uh, into three categories, right? First, natural knowledge refers to all necessary factual truths and possibilities known to God immediately and intuitively, right? Uh, now, these we might call tautologies. We might call, you know, these truths that are, uh, once you know the definition, then it has to be true, right? Two plus two is four. Bachelors on unmarried oh, yeah. men, that kind of stuff, right? So they call that... Uh, natural knowledge, and this is all necessary factual truths that are just has to be have to be the case. Uh, he says that this knowledge of all that is or could be—that's that's the idea here. It is prevolitional. Before anybody chooses, right. right? Two plus two is four regardless of what I <laughs> choose, right? So in the sense that it is independent then of or, and or logically prior to what God decrees to happen, right? right. Two plus two is four prior to God's decrees, right? Bachelors are unmarried men prior to God's decrees, right? Uh, it's true by
0: definition. Men have I to take, take place. That's that, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is God's. God knows anything that could happen. Right, right. All right, uh, and so, so the first one was uh, natural knowledge. The second one is free knowledge. Mm. Free knowledge refers to God's knowledge of all things that will certainly be. So this is God knows what will happen. Such knowledge is based on God's decree, his His sovereign will, whereby he freely, unchangeably decrees, he wills, all events in history that come to pass. So, um, uh, I'm God, and before the foundations of the world, I have decreed that uh, the, the my will to be carried out is that Jesus Christ will die on the cross at Calvary in 33 AD. That will happen. I've... I've going to will it. That's the the pinnacle of history that I'm going to point everyone to. (laughs) And then everything else that happens. Okay. Because it is dependent on his decree, free knowledge is post-volitional and thus contingent. All Orthodox Christians hold to natural knowledge, and Calvinism and and Molinism hold to free knowledge. Okay? So we have the, the natural knowledge, God knows anything that could happen, and free knowledge is God knows what will happen. Right. Because he's decreed
1: it. Because he's decreed it, right. And then thirdly, then, is unique to Molianism. Yeah. Uh, it's the belief in middle knowledge, right? So, which is claimed to lie somewhere, right, in a logical progression between natural and free in the middle. Yeah. Right? Makes sense in the middle. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I, I got you there. Middle knowledge means that God knows counterfactuals of creaturely freedom, he tells us, right? Right. In other words, what people would freely choose in a libertarian sense, uh, under any possible scenario in any possible world—that is, any state of affairs that might exist—so God knows what people would freely choose, yeah. right? So this is the middle knowledge, right? Yeah.
0: So they, they they don't have the ability to fly, but here is here is everything that would happen if they come to the fork in the road. Here is right. here is you know the one thousand permutations that could happen to yeah. this person. And then do that for every single event, every single perp- person if, uh, of every single thing in creation from the the time of decree, uh, uh, d- of divine decree to, um,
1: onward. Right, right. Good. So now this middle knowledge then is like free knowledge in that it, it's, it's contingent because it's dependent on what, uh, you know, other people would freely choose. The creation. Right. Yeah. And it's like natural knowledge in that it is. Prevolitional, right? Pre choice, right? Because it's independent of or logically prior to God's eternal decrees, right? right? So it's kind of like both of them, yeah. right?
0: Be- kind of before he creates the world and sends it in motion. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. So thus, God doesn't determine the range of possibilities. They arise strictly from what free creatures would do in each situation. So, right. God so has, this is the key yeah. to it, so, right? So, yeah. this is the, you know, it's kind of assumed that there are libertarian free creatures and this is by, by, by creating this type of world creation people. This is what God kind of has to choose from and, and has, has, um, has the ability to, to know Th- these are the things that will come about oh, and, yeah. and we're unrestrained from it.
1: So our particular choices gives God kind of uh, what you said, uh, the, uh, uh, what to choose from, right? <laughs> he knows what we would do in every situation. Now he can choose based on what we would do in any situation yeah. in order to carry out what he wants to occur. Right. right? And, and
0: and it wouldn't involve everything because then we're, you know, we're the walking robots and that's scenario, Right. And so, so there's gotta be some constraints happening. And so you, you kind of have a, a bouncy ball effect of like, okay, you can, you can go on the cement, but not over in the grass or you know, whatever it might be. So uh, that seems to be the case here. So after a penelope of possible worlds are set before God, along with the total matrix of what each person would freely choose in those worlds. Again, this is everybody for every choice in every situation, and. The rocks, the birds, the Every meteorites. Event. Yeah, I mean yeah. The, this, and, and and that's just one person. Then get two <laughs> people together, and how do you restrain two people together? Now get a whole nations together. Now get whole battles and whole worlds together to to figure out you know what what that is, and then try to maintain this free will without without overdoing it. Whatever that might be, it seems to to be a, a weighty thing here. So so we've got this matrix involved, and God knows all these permutations. He then sovereignly selects, or he decrees, one particular feasible world that best serves his purposes. Right. So this gives him genuine foreknowledge of all that will certainly occur in that world, and he then providentially ensures that all its detail takes place in
1: real time in history. So we got him out of the conundrum, <laughs> it seems, right? I mean, and we still have free will, right? Because we, <laughs> cause he knows everything that we would do, and so he chooses the... World where we would do the things that he wants us to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the world that he decrees, right? So it's almost a step backwards from uh, directly intervening, right? Right. Because it's kind of indirect because he's choosing a particular world, right? He's playing Plinko and he knows how the (laughs) Plinko chip
0: will bounce off the pegs. And so he goes, and so he knows exactly how to get the the thousand dollars or $10,000 or whatever the the price is these days.
1: (laughs) And, And Christian tells us, you know, it's not clear however how Molinism escapes the same problem of the simple foreknowledge view by introducing middle knowledge, right? No matter what the circumstances are, Uh, Is it possible for God to infallibly know the indeterminate counterfactual choices of his creatures without violating their freedom, (laughs) right? right? That's the problem. So he quotes Hasker here, right? Who says, with regard to a possible free choice that is never actually made, there are truths about what the creature might possibly do in that situation and perhaps truths about what the creature would probably do. But there is no notice there is no truth stating what one would definitely we do right so we're kind of up in the air Still, as it
0: were yeah. right we can yeah. always can we choose something that would invalidate god's knowledge it seems like if we're libertarian free will advocates we have to say yes we, we we have the ability to trick god he might know us really really well but if we can have the possibility to do the opposite can we invalidate god's foreknowledge in whatever capacity there seems like that might be the case so uh, furthermore, since the counterfactuals of creaturely freedom are relevant only prior to God's decreeing the world, so boom, starting off, that he chooses to actualize or create. Once that world was decreed, nothing could prevent, and so he gives, for instance, nothing could prevent the nine eleven terrorist attacks from using libertarian freedom in the actual here and now to renege on the whole plan and <laughs> plunge their planes into the upper bay near the Statue of Liberty at the last moment. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. it seems to remove that.
1: I mean, if they have libertarian free will yeah. is what the point he's trying to make is, you know, if they have libertarian free will, even the world that God chooses where they would do these various things, they could still do other things if they have libertarian free will. That's the point he's trying to make. It, right.
0: right. So it seems that their libertarian freedom in the actual world is an illusion. The only freedom that people appear to have is confined to the mind of God, this middle knowledge before the world is actualized. And Again, actualized by by who or by what? Because there seems to be, but before God creates, how how is there how is there something to look at without <laughs> without without actualizing
1: it? Yeah. Uh, so well, it's all in the mind of God, and so yeah. <laughs> so the point here is, do they really? If they really have free will, then there's nothing that God can do to, to you know to change it. If they if they, if he chooses to, to uh, decree a world where he knows they're going to, what they're going to do, then do they really have free will? Yeah. Right.
0: Right, right. So, so we're confined to the mind of God prior to his decreeing the world that uh, to, 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 to make, they have no freedom to change what he has already decreed, rendering libertarian free will kind of moot, a moot point. Like, yeah, okay. We kind of think we have free will, but we really don't. According to, to this idea. Thus, it's hard to see how there can be real knowledge of counterfactuals of creaturely freedom because it happens prior to decree. God said it's in motion. This is what will happen. I've looked down the corridors of time. This person will choose it. I've decreed it And there. Like (laughs) you think you have the ability to eat vanilla ice cream, but unfortunately by you eating chocolate, you realize you have a a tooth decay and then you go to the dentist, which uh, lets you meet your wife and Uh, You fall in love and have three children. And one of those children is baby Hitler. Oh man! (laughs) Only chocolate ice cream, but guess what? You didn't choose the vanilla. So fortunately you caused baby Hitler, congratulations, but you, but you really didn't because you just think you had the ability
1: to choose. This is removed. So he gives us a different example. (laughs) His example, uh, you know, God's so-called middle knowledge of counterfactuals of freedom would include this particular example. If Adam, were placed in the in the Garden of Eden and tempted by Satan, he would sin, right? That's what God, that's his knowledge of counterfactual freedom of the world, yeah. right? This is what will happen if, if Adam is placed. So according to Molinism, this truth must be contingent, that is dependent on what the person Adam would do. So it must be known beforehand and thus independent of, that is logically prior to God's decree to create the world that uh, this is happening in. But notice, how can God know that this statement is true? On what factual basis, and this is kind of the issue that you raised uh, a minute ago, on what factual basis can he know it to be a legitimate truth claim? It can't be grounded. And here's the issue grounding, Right. right? It can't be grounded in God's nature, right? His natural knowledge, because God's nature is necessarily what is. So this isn't what is, it's contingent. Mm-hmm. And so it cannot be grounded in contingent truths, which depend on the future acts of free agents. Otherwise, that makes God dependent on his creatures. And, uh, and it can't be grounded in uh, God's decree, his free knowledge, because that would imply that Adam's choice was determined by God. And, of course, Molinism denies that free choices are determined by God. So right. this, there's a conundrum here that this position finds itself in, right? right. There's no ground for for the position is what he's right. trying to say, right? right?
0: So you, you kind of remove the grounding in order to continue to have this idea that, I mean, you know, it seems attractive kind of deal, but once we kind of think about it a little bit more, we see that we run into issues and, you know, for... for uh, Melina to, to come about, I mean, he was this counter-reformation person, so he's looking uh, for um, explanations to kind of deny this, this movement coming up within what, what he's trying to respond to. And so Middle Knowledge is coming out as a, a counter-reformation um, idea, not saying that he didn't, um, you know, believe it, but it seems to be uh, uh, done for a purpose at least. So that should at least be known on the table. Mm -hmm. So, furthermore, it cannot be grounded in Adam's nature or any such creature either, Satan or the angels or uh, Uncle Bob or whoever (laughs) whoever it might be, since the essence of this statement must be true prior to God's decree to create such creatures.
1: Right. So notice it can't be grounded in, in Adam's nature because this is what... Because Adam doesn't even exist, right? right, yeah, right. So it can't be grounded yeah. in his nature, right? Why didn't God change his nature? <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. Therefore, middle knowledge
0: lacks any grounds whatsoever, and this is a, a, this is absurd, since we or, or ordinarily assume that contingent truths about creatures have grounds. So uh, something is dependent on something. There's a, a grounding for that. There. There's there's the the choice. There's the reason for it. Mm-hmm. Unless we are given a very good reason to think otherwise. Right. You know, so um, uh, uh, the robbing the bank example, you know, the, the, the person goes in and they they, they don't have a uh, choice because the bomb is strapped to them. Okay, well, they don't really have something to, to, to choose otherwise because it's kind of being made for them there. So middle, middle knowledge appears to be a kind of knowledge that exists independently of creation. Okay. So that's what we're trying to kind of get to almost. And it's also independently of God himself. So where does this give us? So who must be the source of all knowledge? If not God, then who Where did all this come from? If, if, if God is, is kind of, so he's restrained himself and he's looking down the quarters of time. It's, it's, it's uh, independent of God. It's independent of creation. So it seems to be like God's using the cards he's dealt Who's the dealer? Who's handing out these, <laughs> these cards to him that God goes, ah, yes, I, I've got my, 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 my jack and my, my ace. Uh, I'm, I'm in good standing here. I, I think I'll go ahead with this world right here. Thank you, dealer. dealer. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. So, right. so Molinism obviously has other problems, he says, uh, but even if it offered a coherent account of human freedom, divine foreknowledge and providence, it would not escape the problem of divine culpability right in other words blaming god for adam's sin and the whole introduction of evil into the world molinus must say that god considered all feasible worlds among the possible worlds right what people would do and that sort of thing including uh, in the world that adam would truly free uh, you know uh, choose sin uh, and that he then decreed that world anyway knowing Right, that Adam would do this, right? And since God acted in a way that would ensure Adam's sin, <laughs> Molinism has the same trouble that Calvinism does in escaping the charge that God caused him to do it, right? Yeah. Because that's the world He created, yeah. Right, and and so
0: even even if you kind of step back and say, okay, well, uh, you know, the the Calvinist position is that uh, you know God did, uh, uses the ends and the means in order to carry out His will. You just have the opposite. In, in in the Armenian uh, worldview, the, the Molina, Molinism worldview, too, because by God not taking action, doesn't he also have some sort of culpability? He could change it if he wanted to, but he chooses not to for whatever reason. Yeah, or, well, or, or he could you know,
1: have ch- chosen a different world where Adam didn't sin. Right. The fact that he chose the world where Adam sinned, This point he's trying to make is that God then becomes the cause of the sin and God is culpable, that is, blamable for the sin, right? right? That's the problem. So they haven't escaped the, you know, God is causing sin Mm -hmm. problem of the problem of evil, right? Right. They've kind of come at it from a different angle.
0: Right. Right. And and there are responses that reform people have to these charges as well. And we're just covering... The, the, the slice of life here. And yeah, so uh, yeah. again, the, the, um, uh, what about free will is other book. And uh, again, uh, yeah, and he's going to
1: deal with these in his particular position. I mean, as well. he has right. to, right. right? Cause, right.
0: cause he's, he's kind of chopping down the, 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 the <laughs> redwood and he's, he's wanting to, to, to plant the tree differently here.
1: <laughs> so should we, uh, should we save the rest of this for next time? Oh, man,
0: I I mean, we have to, I yeah. thought we were going to do it in three, but there's just so much to say here. And again, uh, if, if, you know, our, our, our kind of job here is to go through the book and, and try and break it down to you. And so uh, we're coming up with these terms that we're trying to utilize and we're trying to present what the, the author is, is presenting to you as well. And so, um, you know, the, the, these concepts uh, might be a struggle, they might be difficult because you're thinking, oh, middle knowledge like that. That's not something that I, I kind of <laughs> know. So uh, again, uh, you know, we, we break the, these whole episodes up into clips. And so um, throughout the week, we're, we release them, and so um, you can kind of uh, pick where, where um, uh, there might be an issue, um, and you can kind of um, uh, point out on the uh, the key terms that, again, he includes in the, the study questions, the further reading. Um, our good friend James Anderson is uh, notated here wow, into cool. uh, how, how biblical is Molinism. Um, Guillaume Bion uh, which I'm sure I'm, I'm uh, doing a terrible job of my French uh, I took Spanish so uh, all my uh, uh, French <laughs> words have enyes in them uh, and, and this is a, a really good book Excusing Sinners and Blaming God um, I've, I've heard him on um, uh, Revealed Apologetics with Eli Allah and he's he's just fascinating to listen to and of course he's got the French accent so that helps too so, <laughs> um, so again th- th- there are resources here there are resources um, uh, elsewhere to to get in that. Um, so if you're just kind of looking for a, a little bit more expanse on, on that uh, gotquestions.org is a, a good place too. that kind of has, a, a, a I looked at middle knowledge to see what they, they said and it's, it's very um, balanced there as they usually are. So um, there are many different resources to, to check out if you kind of get stuck on, on some of these like actualized worlds and, and stuff like that. So again, these are bigger concepts that we're trying to break down for you and trying to present um, as honestly as we can without, you know, creating straw men. And so um, if if, uh, you might get hung up on something, um, there are resources available. So uh, alleviate yourself to them so you can know and we can uh, continue on our book with uh, what is evil so we can
1: figure that out. Yeah. We'll see you next time. See you next time.